Welcome everyone to Burgess Power Hour. We are in December and tonight we're going to be talking about we are family. We are family. How to communicate during the holidays. Would that be um <laughs> would that be something you might want to learn or just know about or talk about? Perhaps. We just yes. Uh, yes, we went through um in the U.S. here, we have Thanksgiving, and then we're having, uh, you know, we have Hanukkah and Christmas and all kinds of holidays and all things going on uh, this month of December, it seems. So I thought it would be appropriate that we talk about how to communicate, and especially around family and around these types of uh, experiences that you might be with, with a bunch of people. So welcome, welcome. If you, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, Mute everybody, so let me do that. And you can unmute yourself. All you have to do is hit star six, okay? So if you want to say something, you know how these things go. If you've been with me for however many years I've been doing this, you certainly can interrupt me, ask questions, um, make a comment, hit star six, and that will unmute you. The other thing that, as always, I love to have experiential uh, uh, events and all of our, of course, essence of being workshops and programs and all of our Conscious Leadership Academy and Bubble Talk and all the things that we do that I've been doing for 37 years now. Oh, my gosh. We love to have experiences. So do not hesitate to get your pen and your paper, and you might want to take some notes because I'm going to give you a bunch of tools tonight on how to communicate a little better, perhaps, um, when things come up during these holidays because they seem to do that when we go back home or we have a family visiting us or we go back to uh, sometimes our family of origin behaviors, okay? So I really want to talk about triggers and signals and things like that and how we maybe, perhaps, can communicate better. So uh, just the first thing I want to say is, uh, if you want, you can go ahead and write down. If you're driving, don't write anything, but you can just write down as we're talking. Just jot people down that you know trigger you or that you have been triggered before, especially in your family or any of these holiday gatherings that we have, um, you can just jot names down. And, you know, what I mean by trigger is you react. Like they know how to push your buttons, okay? And maybe you push their buttons. So you might want to just keep them in mind as we go through tonight's call. And, again, anytime you want to stop me, just hit star six and that will unmute you. And then we can um, – have you talk about whatever triggers are coming up for you or how you can deal with a certain person, that kind of thing. And uh, we all learn from each other. So the thing I want to say is um, that oftentimes when we come back to or, or we're together with perhaps people that we've grown up with, our family of origin or people that have triggered us in the past, we have these subconscious dynamics that can happen. They allow people to affect us. So sometimes we can have this communication uh, challenging uh, times, right? So people communicate differently. And unfortunately for us, sometimes we feel like, hey, everybody should communicate the way we do, right? But that's not always the case. And not everybody agrees with what we say or do or feel or think. So oftentimes when we go back to or we are with people that we grew up with or um, that we have been triggered before, 
You know, we have these old behaviors that can show their ugly head sometimes, and we just naturally do that. We just go back to those old behaviors. And oftentimes in these holidays, too, it can bring up a lot of sadness for people, or maybe they feel alone during the holidays. Or maybe it's not that you feel alone, but maybe you feel like you miss people. Okay, maybe some of the people that you'd like to be with have passed on or maybe uh, you're not able to be with the people that you'd like to be for whatever reason this holiday. So it can bring up emotions uh, pretty easily. And we have these memories of our lifetimes of all of these holidays together and perhaps they were awesome and perhaps not so awesome and maybe a mixture, but these old behaviors just keep popping up, especially if we're with people um, that trigger us. So be mindful and present of these old behaviors to not be reactive when you're with people. So we're going to go into a lot of the different kinds of reactions uh, that you could have, and then I'm going to give you, like I said, a ton of ways of perhaps being different this time uh, with your loved ones and your friends. So when I talk about reactive, sometimes we go back to our two-year-old self, huh? Like these old behaviors come up. Either we have uh, we treat people uh, like they were when they were kids, like our kids come to visit or we're with our kids or our grandkids, and we look at them like they're still little, right? Or we're with our other family that are older than us, our mom or dads or other aunts or uncles or whatever, and they see us as little kids. And they're two, you know, maybe we turn into two-year-olds again, and we have to start defending ourselves or maybe we just don't feel good enough because that's the way that we were raised. We have these feelings and these emotions connected with these people that maybe we felt not good enough. Or maybe we're afraid to tell our truth, to you know, just having our voice around our family um, for whatever reason. Or maybe you could, um, a lot of times, having our voice or telling our truth be- is kind of scary because we've had perhaps uh, retribution for speaking up or perhaps for some of us even violence from our past. So those triggers come up again and those emotional responses, and they're really reactions, but they're connected to our imprinting from when we were little. So maybe you become codependent again. Maybe you get really codependent and... um, you know, maybe it's with your kids, like I said, or grandkids, and you want to enable them. Or maybe it's a maybe. Maybe it's just husband and wife um, that you're together, or anybody that you enable. Meaning that um, maybe their their behaviors are not the greatest, but you enable them and kind of look look past them. Whereas bef- with other people, you don't. Sometimes you maybe you grew up in a in some kind of a of a family environment where you were the star, where you had to take care of everybody, right? So all of those codependent behaviors come up. I've got to take care of everybody else. I'm responsible for their feelings. I have to make sure everybody's okay. Or maybe you come into this experience of the holidays with these thoughts of, you know, do what I say and not what I you know, not what I do. Maybe that was told to you. Do what I say and not what I do. So you have a lot of judgments that could come up. So people, 
maybe growing up you had a lot of judgments thrown at you or projections, and I'm going to go into that a little bit too. So oftentimes when we're judged or maybe we're the ones that's judging ourselves, or we might be judging other people, judging, you know, our kid didn't grow up to be a doctor. What's wrong with you? Or, you know, maybe we judge ourselves because we're supposed to be different than we are now. And we just, aren't we know we didn't live up to our, quote, full potential. And maybe we feel shame because of that. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. So oftentimes when we go back home or we have family or people with us that have known us for a while, you know, the shame is really can come up for you. And you start going into the shoulda, woulda, couldas. And coming in from that filter or that framework can really set the tone for the kind of conversations and the kind of communication we can have. So just notice when you're with your friends and your family during the holidays, you know, what feelings you have coming up? Are these new or are these old? And so... They could be a new feeling, or it could be an old feeling. It just has a new slant to it, right? So, for instance, the communication in my household when I was growing up, my family made fun of me. And this was their way of showing me love. It was endearment. So my family on both sides would make fun of me. And if they made fun of me, that meant they loved me. So that was their way of showing endearment. So knowing that, you know, I have, I was always made fun of. And so growing up as an adult now, going through all these uh, workshops and experiences and growth processes that I've been through, I understand that. And a lot of times I'm very self-deprecating because I'm I'm willing to uh, be vulnerable in front of people, but what can happen sometimes is I just go into this, you know, if you don't make fun of me, I don't, you don't love me. And so I've, I, I would project that on to other people. So that's a pattern that I've realized over the years that I had. So I have a choice. Once you find out what your pattern is, once you can identify what some of these patterns are or what some of these behaviors or reactions are, uh, you can actually shift them and change them and you don't have to react you can respond differently. So, again, I was made fun of. So this is uh, just my example of what can happen, the difference between responding and reacting. So after a while, it got pretty old. You know, I didn't like being made fun of. And so now I can be triggered. That's a trigger. If somebody makes fun of me, I can either choose to know that they're, Uh, loving me because of that, or it can hurt me. So I have a choice. And I can either respond or react. And we have, what I mean by react, it's a knee-jerk reaction. It's just we don't think about it, it just kind of happens, right? We have this feeling or this behavior or this pattern that shows up. Now the response, meaning I have a choice. I can stop and breathe and say, I choose differently. I choose to allow this to be love. I choose this. I choose this. Somebody making fun of me is uh, they really f- feel safe with me, and I feel safe with them. So we have these innate responses and how we actually respond to uh, these family members or people that we love very much especially around holidays, because 
they can push our buttons. Or we can push theirs. Remember the people that hurt us the most are the closest ones to us because they, they've they got our button. That's a trigger. That's a signal. We know. We know that it's going to happen because it's happened before, right? So you have a choice. You can say, well, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be an observer this year. I'm just going to observe how I feel. I'm going to observe what they're saying, and I am not going to allow whatever they say to hurt my feelings, and I'm going to choose to be observant of how I communicate with them. And one of the best things I always learn to do is look at everybody as innocent children. So if you can obviously see yourself as an innocent child and look in the mirror and see that little boy or little girl inside of you that still says, you know what, I want to be loved and appreciated and accepted for who I am and know that I make a difference and I'm important. And that's really owning your innocence. And then if you look at the other people in your life and look at them as little innocent children, sometimes that helps with the reaction. Because guess what? They want the same thing. They want to be loved and appreciated and accepted for who they are. But they don't know sometimes. So being conscious about this is huge. It's a big plus. And that's why we created the Conscious Leadership Academy with Essence of Being so that really it's getting more and more conscious about who you are and how you show up and how to play big in the world and not be afraid and to speak up, have a voice and have compassion for yourself and others. And, you know, family will definitely test that, won't won't they? (laughs) So be an observer and observe what's happening. Just kind of set yourself out of yourself for a minute and just observe without invalidating yourself. So you can observe the family dynamic or the friends or wherever you're at, just observe, wow, before this could really trigger me but I'm not going to invalidate myself for these feelings see because a lot of times you could go back to the old feelings of hiding some of us you know maybe we hid when we were little or hid around these people or maybe we just were very um, you know we fought all the time and all these feelings of I'm not good enough or I have to fight for what I want or I'm, something's wrong with me it's, you start invalidating yourself. So my suggestion would be just observe without invalidating yourself and don't allow it to come into your emotional space. So if people start projecting, and I'm going to explain this, projecting is just think about yourself. Do you have fears and pain? Yes, perhaps you have. And maybe you've projected those fears, the same fears and the same pain and the same um, behaviors and thoughts and beliefs onto other people. And we all naturally do that until we become woke, as they say, or until we become conscious that we're doing it. We don't even know we're doing it. And the reason why people project onto other people is because we don't want to look at it. We don't want to look at our own pain and hurt and fear and all those things. So we project it on to, to other people so that we don't have to look at our own stuff. So what happens is 
when you project something onto uh, your own fear or, or pain to somebody, or if they're projecting that onto you, you don't have to take it. That's theirs. And most of the time, in any family or holiday situation, there's a lot of love present. Most of the time. And remember, this is a key here. Every time you're with people that love you or have loved you or that you love them, everything unlike love comes up for the purpose of healing it. So that's what love does sometimes is it pushes up everything unlike love for the purpose of healing it. So you can look at it and go, wow. I choose to heal this. This triggered me before, and I choose to heal it now because you have a choice. You can either choose to heal it or you can react to it. And guess what? If you keep reacting to it, nothing changes. There's an imprint that goes on, sort of like a baby bird, you know, knows their mom. They're imprinted on their mom. So they physically know who their mom is. But, see, we have imprints, not just physical imprints. We have emotional imprints, too when you were younger. So if you're with people that um, that you grew up with or if you have your children or grandkids with you, there's an imprint that has happened. And so we naturally just go right back into that same imprint if we let it. So here's the, the catch is to definitely choose to allow ourselves to notice it and notice the pattern. And remember, there's only two. There's only two thought systems. There's only two ways you can be. You're either in fear or you're in love. Those are when you bought. I mean, really, if you boil it all down, you're either in fear or love. So just ask yourself: Am I in the love thought system, thought system right now, or am I in the fear thought system? And if you get into an argument or you get into this whole uh, trigger again where, you know, things get heated or shut down or whatever your natural um, behavior is, just ask yourself, okay, am I in the fear or the love thought system? And would I rather be right or happy? And a lot of us in the essence of being, we, you know, we have people that say, yeah, I'd rather be right. Damn it. So, you know, that's okay if that's your choice. <laughs> Just know that oftentimes if, you're, if you'd rather be right than happy, then, you know, that's your choice. So you always have a choice to say that. I'd, you know what? I'd rather be happy than right. So I'm going to just let that go. I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm not going to get into any kind of battle about this. Because oftentimes people will throw guilt at you, won't they? And you'll catch it. You'll catch the guilt. And you'll catch it and you'll feel shameful. Or maybe you're the one throwing the guilt. And they catch the shame. So this is a really powerful dynamic just to kind of observe. Wow, you know, are they throwing guilt at me? And am I catching it? Because guess what? When you play ball and catch, you know, we catch a ball, uh, if the person stops catching it, it's no more fun. So if you stop catching the guilt or stop throwing the guilt, 
then the person that t- triggers that in you will stop. In other words, it won't be any fun. It won't it won't match anymore. So if they keep throwing guilt at you and you don't catch it, it's sort of like uh, you're you're allowing them to just have their own, you know, projection and you're not catching it. You're not letting it come into your emotional space. So they will respond differently to you because you are different. You're responding differently. It's kind of cool how that works. And again, you have the choice. You have the choice to respond and how to communicate without being attacked or not feeling good. So, in other words, don't judge yourself on how you are reacting. Just observe it. And if people attack you or they try to make you not feel good, you have the choice to either take that on or not. And if you step outside of the emotional space around that and go, oh, that's interesting, they're projecting again. Hmm, I'm not going to catch it. It's not mine. I choose not to allow that in my emotional space. And the way to do that, again, like I said, one of the ways is just, first of all, see their own, see their innocence and see your own innocence and take responsibility. You're not responsible for their feelings and vice versa. And oftentimes we, especially around family, it gets very messy, doesn't it? It gets kind of codependent a lot of times, meaning that you feel responsible for their feelings. And maybe you don't want to take responsibility for your own feelings. You want to blame it on them. And remember, if you blame them or make excuses or go into shame about any kind of communication, that's going what I call below the line. And when you go below the line, nothing changes. You're powerless. You've given your power over to them. You basically have said, there's nothing I can do to change this. So I always say go above the line and take responsibility for your own thoughts, your own beliefs, your own actions, and your own words. That is freedom. That you can change. That you can have power. You're not a victim there. So one of the main things is just don't take responsibility for anybody else's feelings because you're not responsible for that. You are responsible for your own feelings to be an authentic person. You know, you're responsible for your own powerful thoughts and beliefs and actions and deeds and words. So you are deserving. You are loving. You are powerful. You are authentic. You're innocent. You're creative. You're blessed. You're perfect just the way you are. And if you allow another person to take that from you, then you're giving away your power by you saying, you know what, it's your fault, so there's nothing I can do about it. Stop talking to me that way. And if you if you let it affect you, then you basically are saying, there's nothing I can do about it. 
So the number one thing to do and how to respond differently and how to have more conscious communication in the holidays is to take responsibility. The second thing you could do is appreciate them. So let's say you're with your family and you're with your friends or whatever. Just if they annoy you or if they get on your nerves or, you know, here we go again kind of conversations, just stop and appreciate one thing about them. Just take one thing. Maybe they made maybe they made pecan pie. Or, you know what, they came out to visit. What happens is that when you raise your vibration and you start appreciating something about those people or that person, basically it raises your vibration to that level of gratitude and appreciation. And what you're demonstrating, whether you say it to them or not, it's your choice. You can say, I really appreciate it when you bring me coffee, or I really appreciate the fact that you came out all the way out here. You know, it sets the tone. It sets a tone of appreciation, and they have one of two choices. They can either rise to that level of appreciation. They can either raise their vibration up to and match yours, or it can go through them, and it'll go somewhere else. It'll hit somewhere else, but that that appreciation will never be wasted because once it pings somebody else or maybe pings the person you're talking to, Basically, it comes back to you because of law of attraction. So what you're, what you're sending out, you get back. Whatever signal you're sending out, you're going to get it back because of that attraction part. So law of appreciation and law of attraction go hand in hand. So again, it's never wasted. So my suggestion is definitely you want to appreciate as much as you can about them. So those are the two ways that you can shift and respond in a different way. So let me give you a bunch of tools here. And if you want to say anything or if you have questions anywhere in this, please unmute yourself. Just hit star six, and that will unmute you. And you can ask me a question or a comment or anything like that. So let me give you a bunch of tools. So... One of the tools you can use, if you know you're going to go into the lion's den, and you know what I mean by that, is you can put up a mirror, an energetic mirror around you. And this really, really works. If you think this is too woo-woo or whatever, just try it and see what happens. What that means is you put, you just imagine yourself inside a mirror, and that reflective part of that mirror is on the outside. So you're in the mirror, 360 degrees, so when anything comes at you, any emotions, any words, anything at all that comes at you that uh, feels painful or hurtful, it bounces off of you. It doesn't come into your space because of the reflection of that mirror. It's an energetic mirror. It really works. It just bounces off of you, and you don't feel it. So that's a cool little uh, thing you can use. The other one, another tool is the Sedona method. And for communication, this is really powerful uh, to ask yourself, okay, when you're in the middle of a of an argument, or somebody's trying to attack you, or maybe they feel 
um, um, shut down or whatever it is, you can ask yourself, okay, what is my now feeling? That's the first question you ask yourself. What am I feeling now? What's my now feeling? Okay, you could say I'm feeling hurt. Then the second question you ask is, could I allow it? Meaning, could you allow yourself to feel that for a minute? Yeah, I can allow myself to feel hurt. The third question you ask yourself is, could I let it go? Could I let that feeling go? Yeah, I could let it go, but I don't want to because I'm hurt. The fourth question is, well, would I let it go? And maybe your answer is, no, I don't want to let it go. And the fifth question is, when? When do you want to let it go? Well, sometime. Sometime I do. And then you go back to the beginning and you say, okay, now what is my feeling? All right, well, I'm feeling a little less hurt and more empowered. Well, could I allow it? Yes, I could allow it. I can be more empowered. Well, could I let it go? Could I let it go feeling like a victim? Yes, I can let it go. Would I let it go? Yes, I'll let it go. When? Now. So if you can get to the now part, it may take two times to go through it or three times, maybe four. But it's a really quick and easy, cool process to do with yourself. What is my now feeling? Could I allow it? Could I let it go? Would I let it go? When? If you're getting triggered. Or some other, I heard um, someone else, I can't remember who it was, said signal. You know, instead of trigger, it's a signal. So that's a really cool technique to use. The other thing is, always, if you feel like you're always, you know, having to defend yourself or maybe you're just not feeling like you can tell your truth without, you know, hurting somebody, (laughs) one of the best ways to tell your truth and share what you're feeling or just... You know, have a voice to stand in your power and play big and say, hey, the truth for me is, the truth for me is this. So telling the truth with compassion is really key. Some people are very good about telling their truth, but they're not doing it. They don't do it very compassionately, and it hurts people's feelings. But, of course, you're not responsible for their feelings, but you could be a little more compassionate with yourself and with them. So if you find yourself uh, shut down or being attacked or whatever, you can say, hey, the truth for me is, and you tell them how you feel. Now, they cannot argue that. They cannot argue that that's your truth. They can disagree with you, but they cannot argue that that's not your truth. And again, you're setting the tone for them. You're setting the tone of, okay, we're going to be doing some truth-telling, and we're going to do it compassionately. And one of the best ways I know to do that is you ask yourself this question, will this serve to say it? So if you want to tell your truth to somebody, ask yourself, will this serve to say it? And the second thing you ask is, okay, if it's a yes, 
Will this serve to say it? Yes. Who will it serve? It'll serve me. How's it going to serve me? So you always want to ask that question. If I'm going to say, will this serve to say it? If it's no, don't say it. Just don't say it. Don't bring it up. But if you're wanting to tell your truth with compassion, so if, let's say, for instance, I'll give you an example. Let's say that somebody in your my family hurt me. Okay, so I could say, you know what, the truth for me is you hurt me. Will this serve to say it? Yes. Who's it going to serve? Me. How's it going to serve me? Well, it's going to make me feel like I can tell my truth and have a voice. Or I'm going to have an opinion and speak up so I won't feel like I am wrong all the time. And if you have the highest good for all concerned at um, at your fingertips, in other words, just always go into any kind of communication with anybody and think, is this the highest good for all concerned? Is this conversation going to be the highest good for all concerned? And you can choose. That's the thing I want you to understand is we have a choice. And that's what we definitely uh, learn and practice in Essence of Being and all of the Conscious Leadership Academy and everything that we do with all of our courses. Another way that we can get through the holidays is actively listen. Actively listen to people. Be present. Be present when they're speaking. And how you do that is you observe. In other words, you can actually not bring the past up, meaning that, you know, sometimes they may say something, you're thinking, oh, here we go, they're going to say this again, or I've heard this story before, or this is where this is where they get mad at me. And maybe this time it's different, but we've already projected or it, thought about, okay, this is how it's going to go down. So just be present. Maybe it's going to be different. And actively listen to what they're saying. Don't put your own words and your own filters on what they're saying to you. Because remember, you're responsible for your own feelings, thoughts, and behaviors and actions. So really listen actively and ask yourself, would I rather be right or happy? That's always a good one. I say it more than once (laughs) because a lot of times that really saves uh, arguments. And this is really key. Watch your um, tone. Watch your tone and watch your body language. Because when you're communicating, the tone is 38% of, of how they receive it. So if your tone is really loud and overbearing or angry or upset, then oftentimes you're going to get a response, you're going to get a reaction from that. 
and they're going to match that reaction so it fits perfectly. Or watch your body language. Body language is 55% of communication. So being mindful of how you speak and what your tone is and what your body language is, people will match that. And what happens is people go into freeze, flight, or fight. It's a reptilian brain that goes into, you go right back to that survival instinct. You either freeze or you fight or you run. And this is natural for everybody. I mean, it's a natural instinct that we have. And going back to the family of origin or being with people that we've known for a while, we go right back to the same mechanism that we used to use. Or maybe we continually use it. It's not used to. We still use it. We freeze or we hide or we uh, run and hide (laughs) and just don't play. We just don't want to talk to them anymore. Or we fight. Okay. Put up your dukes. And if you're that kind of person where you're like, all right, let's fight, just ask yourself, you know what, Um, does this really serve? Who's this serving? You know, would I rather be right than happy? And the other thing that I always put this filter on, when, you, when you're with family or friends that you haven't seen for a while, or maybe you have, but the point is, you know what, this might be the last time you see them. And how do you want the last time that you see somebody to be? I mean, you never know especially if you don't see them very often. You don't know. So ask yourself, okay, if this this is going to be the last time I see this person, how would I want to leave it? So it kind of puts a whole other perspective for you to communicate in a different way perhaps. Is everybody getting this okay? I hope. <laughs> and again, um, yeah. Hi, it's Rosie again. <laughs> Hi, Rosie. Hi. I may I make a comment on sure. what you just said? Okay. My high school reunion was in May, and um, we had a, a get together. It's down in Miami, and. I saw a lot of people that I hadn't seen, and one of them, I we were going up to uh, get our appetizers, and we briefly said, oh, gosh, we haven't seen each other in so long. We used to be in brownies together <laughs> that long. And um, so we said, I said, well, I'll catch up with you later. And she said, okay. And... We, I never, I never did, and I kept thinking, oh, gosh, I didn't get to talk to Eliana. So last week, a couple of days, actually four days ago, on Facebook, 
my other friend said, wow, Ileana must have had a heart attack and died in her sleep. And so backing up exactly what you're talking about, then I became so conscious of that. And some of us have parties and get-togethers and people are saying, you know, come over and see us. And I'm I'm going to one um, Saturday that there's a whole bunch of people that I haven't seen in like nine or ten years. And I'm purposely now going to go up and just make contact and say something nice and pleasant. That's the purpose of me going is to just spread love. I'm not thinking, what am I going to get? Is it going to be a great party or whatever? I'm just thinking, wow, I may never see them again. That's and it awesome. really, really hit me. So I thought I'd share. That's awesome, Rosie. Yeah, it does put a different perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. And we're not talking real old. She's like 50. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you don't know, right? So definitely that's a – now you're very uh, uber-sensitive about that and aware, and that's basically showing up. You're showing up and connecting, and you want to make the best of the time that you have here, and you're choosing to do it that way. So that's awesome. You're demonstrating showing up, Rosie, so that's all, that's really good. Yeah, well, I just really wanted people to know that, you know, I know all of us have that, oh, I didn't get to talk to so-and-so, mm-hmm. or we think about it, and then we don't know what could happen. That's right. So. That's right. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. You're welcome. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the older we get, the more that's true. (laughs) So, you know, so, yeah. So definitely one of the ways that that you can demonstrate how to be authentic and have better communication without judging yourself or others is, again, no, just being that innocent child and seeing people for their innocence. Because every morning when you look in the mirror, just say, even if you don't believe it, just look in the mirror and say to yourself, you are innocent. And even if you don't believe it, then you change it to I am innocent. And what that does is it sets up a whole nother, again, another perspective energetically and emotionally for you to really get in touch with that inner child and say to yourself, you know what? I am powerful, I'm innocent, and as all of you know that have taken Essence of Being and all the other classes, you know, what I say all the time is if you are demonstrating or vibrating guilt for any reason, if you feel guilty about anything, guilt will demand punishment. So if you are feeling guilty about anything at all, then two things can happen. You're going to get put. What happens is you're setting yourself up to be punished. So either you will attract someone to you to punish you, or you will self sabotage yourself and beat yourself up, and that gets and then you spiral. So my innocence is always a great way to feel the authenticity of who you are because you are. I mean, you you weren't born guilty. Maybe some people believe that, but I don't. But if you demonstrate, look, I'm authentic, I'm communicating without judgment, I'm an innocent child, and so are you. If you demonstrate how to do that with your family or friends, 
even if they don't want to hear it, even if they don't understand you, even if they, you know, it doesn't make sense to them, or even if they don't really even deserve it, you know, some people, you know, have had a pretty crappy childhood, right? And just like, I'm not going to, they don't deserve to have me say they're innocent or for me to even believe that or think that. But if you could show up and demonstrate how to do it for others, then, again, because of the vibration of our bodies, I mean, they've proven this in quantum physics. Our emotions have vibrations. Our thoughts have vibrations. And if we're vibrating innocence and we're vibrating um, basically being who we are and not uh, beating ourselves up with judgment, then that is what we're going to get back. We're going to be able to allow more innocence in our life, and that's what the kind of responses that we'll get from other people. Because guess what? They all want the same thing. Because you are important, and you matter, and you're loved, and you have purpose, and you do make a difference. And take that opportunity during the holidays to tell them, if you choose, what you love and appreciate about them. Even if you can only think of one thing. Everybody has at least one redeeming quality. So you can take that opportunity to either tell them or at least think it. And that way you can be connected and whole and complete. And please, my other piece of advice here is do not go looking to them to validate you. Don't go looking for them to validate you because... If you do, you may be disappointed, just like you were when you were little. And oftentimes we keep looking for that validation, don't we? And we look for others to validate who we are and is this okay and am I okay? Am I good enough? Tell me I'm good enough. And some of us, you know, are still looking for that. We're looking for daddy and mommy to validate us and say, you did a good job. And what if, what if we just know that? What if we embody that? What if we know that we're good enough and that we don't need other people to validate us? But oftentimes around family or anybody actually with authority, we want authority to validate us and say, you're okay. You know, it's that whole Wizard of Oz thing. We want the wizard to kind of tell us all is well, right? I'm okay, right? So just be mindful that when you are with your friends and family these holidays, don't go looking to them to validate you or for you to validate them. Just demonstrate to them how loving and powerful you are. And um, on one of my calls, I had somebody give me a new serenity prayer because I think many of you are familiar with the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Here's a new one. Grant me the courage to change 
the one person in the world that I can. Grant me the serenity to accept the people that I can't. And the wisdom to know that person is me. So I'm going to say that again. Grant me the courage to change the one person in the world that I can. And grant me the serenity to accept the people that I can't change. And the wisdom to know that person is me. Because, again, if you try to change the other person, that doesn't work, does it? Or, you know, if you're any kind of relationship, you have four choices. You have four choices. You can either try to change the other person, which we all know doesn't usually work. The second choice is suffer. No one wants to do that unless you want to definitely go out as a martyr. Maybe you want to suffer some more. The third is to leave, which you could do. For some people you can't because they're your sister or whatever. You know, it's hard to kind of just leave the relationship. You can not talk to them anymore, I guess. But that leaves a hole sometimes. And the fourth, which I always pick this one, because this is the one to do, this is one that you really have the power and the ability to do, is you change yourself. Change how you feel. Change what your thoughts are. Change your behaviors. Change your responses. Change that part of you that feels less than, that feels unworthy, that feels triggered. And that's what we do in all of our Essence of Being classes and all of the play shops that we do around the world. And that's what we do in our Conscious Leadership Academy. And so if you have not joined us yet, if you haven't done Essence of Being, we have three other opportunities next year. And if you haven't looked at the Conscious Leadership Academy, it's a year-long program, and we just graduated a bunch of wonderful conscious leaders that are now doing great works in the world because of their shift. Just go to essenceofbeing.com slash CLA, which stands for Conscious Leadership Academy. Check it out. That's essenceofbeing.com slash CLA. And just so you guys know, the next play shop that we're doing is in February. February 1st is the Essence of Abundance. So if any of you want any more money (laughs) or to feel more prosperous or to generate... um, more um, more of what you want, whatever that is. We're doing a one-day February 1st in Atlanta. So you can come play with us there and uh, tap into that all-experiential, knowing person that you are and create everything that you want in your life and get some really fabulous tools and experience it in a cool way. And you can check it out on essenceofbeing.com slash EOA, which stands for Essence of Abundance. Check it out. And we have a free 
abundance class on that page too. So if you want a free online money course or abundance course, just go there. Go to essenceofbeing.com slash EOA and click on the free abundance course. We have a lot of freebies with our Conscious Leadership Academy and our Essence of Being platforms all around the world. So the next power hour that we're going to have is going to be, it's always the third Wednesday of every month. I've been doing this for years and years, and it's our third Wednesday of every month. And everybody who registered, by the way, will get this recording. The next one that we're going to be doing is January 17th, and it's going to be intentional visioning for 2020. So really getting in touch with your visions for 2020 and how we're going to uh, add energy to that and intentionally create more of what we want and less of what we don't want. Does anybody have anything they want to say, any kind of comment or questions about the holidays and communication or... Yeah, this is Frank. Uh, Your new serenity prayer prayer I love. Uh, I'm very apprehensive for this holiday because I will be the very first time I'll be with all my kids, all my grandchildren, and all my great-grandchildren. I'm not apprehensive about being with them, but it's going to be at my former wife's house. (laughs) That's what I'm apprehensive about. (laughs) And and the last time I saw her was when she was trying to sue me for the for the second time for more money. How long ago and, was uh, that? That was about uh, three or four years ago. And, and is that complete? Did it end? Or are you still in the... Yeah, I won both times she tried to sue me. I won, but uh, okay. uh, I'm still apprehensive about it. Okay. Know? Well, what? Uh, so what is, your, what is your now feeling? You're apprehensive? Yeah, I'm, um, you know, to be in the presence, I guess, of her at, her, at my old house, what okay. I used to own. <laughs> okay, so so here's here's a little uh, here's I've got so many things for you, Frank. So one of them is the doing the Sedona method. So what is your now feeling about being with your former wife? Uh, apprehensive of it. Just... <laughs> could could you allow it? Yes. Could you let it go? Oh yeah, I could let, definitely let it go. I want to let it go. <laughs> Would you let it go? Sure. When? <laughs> Well, now is as good as ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's, that's about as easy as it gets right there. It's right. Once you get to now, when are you going to let it go? Now. Okay. So if that apprehension or that fear come up, if it comes up, again, do that little serenity. Uh, not serenity do the uh, Sedona method. What's my now feeling? Could I allow it? Could I let it go? Would I let it go? When? Because the truth yeah. for me is she cannot hurt you. Because you are powerful, and if you put that mirror up, when you walk in, just put them, put yourself inside that mirror, and anything mm-hmm. that feels negative or feels, you know, fearful, it'll bounce off of you. And I would suggest you focus on the very first time you're together with all your kids, your grandkids and your great-grandkids, focus on the love and the legacy of what you have achieved and and how you're leaving this planet and be in the heart space with them and you do not have to open your heart necessarily to her 
because of the fear that you have, but I imagine if you are in that space of love, and remember, you're either in the fear or the love thought system. Right. So going going there with the feeling of love in that love thought system and just focusing on all the love for your your entire family being there, what an achievement. What a powerful experience that you'll always be able to take that legacy with you wherever you go. Right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And so, and again, if their communication comes up around her at all, you just observe. Don't let it come into your space. Do not let right. it trigger I'm, you. Observe it and just not invalidate it. Don't right. well, it I'm going to keep my mouth space. shut. Well, okay. Well, (laughs) so again, you say, will this serve to say it? Yes or no? Right. And if it's no, don't say it. Right. Yeah. All right, I appreciate that. Yeah, and you can always start with the truth for me is, Mm -hmm. if you do want to speak. Right. Yeah. So uh, congratulations, honey. That is so neat. Yeah. I'm really uh, just, just... Really focus on what a beautiful experience it's going to be. And she's just, you know, she's not the focus. Right. Well, I get along with her her new husband just fine. It's, you okay. know, uh, That's great. And, well, then you know, there's no problem with him. It's just that she tried to sue me twice. Okay. Now, don't pay, pay a lot that, of, Frank. I'm still, yeah, I know. I guess I'm resenting it still a little bit. Well, then you need to let that part go because the right. more you resent it and you push against it, the more she's right. going to come at you. Yeah. Right. So would you rather be right than happy? Which I would always want to be? be happy. Okay. I always rather be happy. Okay, just be happy and don't worry about it. And the right. other part about that, if you resent it, you know, the resistance of that, she's going to keep coming back at you. But I had another really great thing to say and I forgot what it was oh well it was really good it'll come back but definitely focus on the joy of what you're going to experience there okay I appreciate it thank you you're welcome hon anybody else have anything before we go yes John Ann hey John Ann hey there aloha it's been a while yes Uh, so I just wanted to share with people that uh, Christmas time is the 24th Fifth and the twenty-sixth is a solar new moon solar eclipse, so it's a really, really powerful time. Awesome, optimum time to plug in all this wonderful uh, tools and essence of love, essence of being that you're sharing with us. It will really become empowered if we're that'll constant. really amplify it for us. Absolutely. Right. So thank you for sharing that because it's sure. true. It's going to amplify. This is something to take heart in. It will amplify whatever feeling that we're in, right? Yes. Okay. So an intention and intention. That's right. Intention. So be mindful of our communication, our thoughts, our feelings, and our energy because you know, when it comes down to it, that's all we've got. So we are loved, we are important, we are connected, and we are perfect just the way we are. So stay in the love thought system, everybody, and no guilt throwing or catching, (laughs) no shame catching or any of that. And uh, I promise you that this will be... um, a fabulous experience for everybody this this holiday season and I wish all of you 
happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and all those things that you can say to <laughs> allow that heart chakra to open up and to connect with um, with joy and happiness because really, you can't take it with you, man. This is it, right? So come play with me next year in 2020. It's a whole nother decade, and it's never too late. And the last thing I want to say is you're not alone. And I'm going to go ahead and take you off mute. And so let's say aloha to each other and happy holidays and Merry Christmas because I don't like saying goodbye. I'll just say see you next time, everybody. See you soon. Aloha. 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 See you next time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.